It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this extra edition of the Red Box podcast from The Times. I'm actually today in sunny Richmond where Zach Goldsmith has triggered a by-election in protest at the government's decision to go ahead with expansion of Heathrow Airport. He's standing as an independent this time. He won a majority of 23,000 here in the general election when he was a Conservative. This time he's standing as an independent candidate, so won't have the Conservative machine behind him. The Lib Dems say they're not just throwing the kitchen sink at it. They're going to throw the whole house. They think they can overturn that enormous uh, majority by making this into a referendum on Brexit all over again rather than Heathrow. Zach Goldsmith backed leave despite three-quarters of people here in Richmond voting to stay in the EU. In a moment, I'll catch up with Nick Clegg, who's been out and about campaigning with the Lib Dem candidate, Sarah Olney. We've also got a chat with Zach Goldsmith, but I thought we should begin by speaking to some local people here about what they make of the by-election, if anything at all. I'm I'm not into local politics. All I know is that he was pro-Brexit and put his weight behind it. And, uh, well, good riddance, because I think the majority of Londoners would like to stay in, as I do. You're, you're, you're pro Zach Goldsmith. Yes, very, very, very. He's done a lot for the constituency. He's done a hell of a lot for us. Shame he's left, really. Well, no, he's standing again, but he'll be as an as a independent. Brexit is more important, actually, Brexit. Because Heathrow, I don't understand all this about Heathrow, because I've lived in Richmond for 83 years. I was born in Richmond. If they had realised about all the noise in the sky in the war, the noise that we hear today, I don't even hear. I mean, a plane can go over and I won't even notice it. So what do you make of Zach sort of resigning and having this, you know, by-election? And well, to be quite honest with you, I never had a lot to do with Zach Goldsmith. He's done nothing for me as a person, so it doesn't bother me. Can I ask how you'll be voting? Or you're not, you... I don't know yet. I really don't know. I've not made my mind up. I want to say it's been a scrum around Nick Clegg and Sarah Olney this morning. More like crowds up to one deep in places. We've been to a tapas restaurant, a frozen yoghurt shop. Uh, they're going in Oxfam and then they're going to pop into an artisan baker's. And Sarah Olney, you're the Lib Dem candidate in Richmond. Just uh, talk me through, when did, you, when did you join the Lib Dems? I joined in May 2015, just after the election. <laughs> wow. So you, you were one of those who flooded back to the party just as the party fell out of uh, power? I didn't, well, I didn't come back. I had okay. never been, uh, I'd never been an activist, never been a member of a party before. Uh, always interested in politics, always, you know, kept up with what was going on. But it was the, when, the, when the Lib Dems lost all their seats, you know, as a Lib Dem voter, I thought that was the time I needed to stop sitting on the sofa shouting at the telly and actually go and do something. So that was when I joined. 
And uh, what's your day job? What do, you, what do you do when you're not pounding the streets with Nick? <laughs> I'm an accountant. <laughs> no, we were joking about this earlier because yeah. on the side of the buses, <laughs> there are adverts for a film called The Accountant. A stylish, pacey thriller. <laughs> that, is that your, your experience of being an accountant? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine that there isn't a single Excel spreadsheet in the film. <laughs> And what's, your, what's been your experience so far? You've been officially the candidate for 24 hours, 48 hours? Something. Less than that, yeah. Um, but what's, you've, been, you've been the representative in Richmond for a few months now. What's been your experience? And did you expect to be sort of thrown into this, this by-election battle quite so quickly? Uh, I think from the point of selection, we've obviously known for a while there was going to be a by-election, but there wasn't ever a guarantee that I was going to be the candidate. So we've just been kind of watching the news. But, I mean, as someone who's, who's very new, and I didn't, obviously didn't plan for a political career, uh, so um, I could never entirely anticipate what it was going to be like or when it was going to happen or you know, how it was going to play out. So, um, yeah, it's not very much pitched in at the deep end but it's going well so far and I'm so, so the leaflets you've got in your hand have all got uh heathrow on it help us stop expansion you can't you can't re- even if you do win the scene you can't stop expansion of heathrow can you um well i think we concern i think the, the voters of richmond park send a much more powerful message about heathrow expansion to theresa may if they elect a liberal democrat mp than they can if they just return zach i think there's a very long way to go on heathrow we've got the uh, the policy statement comes before parliament next year uh, then there'll be the planning process and they've still got to raise the funds somehow to pay for it so and obviously there's going to be the legal challenge by Richmond Council and, and other councils. So there's still a very long way to go on Heathrow, and we'll be, uh, we'll be opposing it at every step of the way and, and doing everything. And as we have done in the past, and we've been effective in the past at stopping Heathrow expansion, unlike Zach. And Brexit, that's a big, that's a big part of your campaign, isn't it? Because Zach was a lever and three-quarters of people in Richmond voted for Remain. Yeah, well... Absolutely. And I mean, Zach has said he wants us to be a referendum on Heathrow, but that's obviously absurd because there's nobody, there's no candidate standing who's pro Heathrow. So it's. it's, A bold person who stood as a pro Heathrow candidate in Richmond. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be interested to see that campaign if I'm honest with you. So is it really a referendum on Brexit? Well, it's not a referendum on Brexit, but it is an opportunity for the voters to make very clear what their, what their thoughts are on Brexit. When, uh, when Zach was last elected in May 2015, you know, the referendum was just a line in the Tory party manifesto and a manifesto which actually stated very clearly its support of the, uh, being members of the single market. So a lot has changed since Zach was last elected. He's obviously he's been one of the most pro-leave uh, MPs in this parliament. Um, and I think, you know, we do know that about 73%, it's hard to be certain, of uh, voters in Richmond Park voted to remain. So I think that will play out. I think we will see that, um, you know, and, and people are feeling very insecure about what Brexit means and we're not getting clear messages. And I think people will use the opportunity to, to express. Do you, do you, what is the message that then, if you win here, what's the message that sends Theresa May and Boris Johnson and the Brexiteers sitting around the cabinet? So what, what, what is that telling them about uh, the way they approach withdrawal from the EU? Well, I think it will tell them that their, their current approach, their hard Brexit approach, is, uh, is, is a vote loser. It's not, it's not winning. I mean, obviously, Richmond Park is, is one constituency. Um, it's one of the highest Remain votes, so they, will, you know, they won't see that same kind of thing playing out across the country. But they will see that where they previously had support, a lot of Tory support, they're starting to lose support. And, not, and partly because of you know, the, the Tories who've championed uh, the Leave campaign, but also because of the way the government has responded to, you know, the Brexit is a challenge. And you know, not everybody is happy with the way that the government has responded to that challenge. Just finally, out of 10, what do you think your chances are? 10. 
10 out of 10. It's the correct answer. It's the correct answer for the, for the spin doctor starting next year. Uh, so, Oli, thank you very much. So, uh, Nick Clegg, here we are in Richmond. You've been out campaigning. Well, it seems all quite positive. I know everyone's sort of quite polite normally, aren't they? They say, oh, yes, we're definitely going to vote for, for whoever it is they're talking to. Yes, and it's a Monday morning. People are out shopping. So, you know, people have got their heads down, going in and out of shops. I don't think you can... I don't think it's a scientific um, uh, straw poll. But, it, look, it's a part of London which has a, has a strong sort of collective memory of voting for Lib Dems, having very good and effective Lib Dem local councils and having, of course, very popular and effective local Lib Dem MPs, not only here but in neighbouring seats as well. So, so I think, you know, in addition to the obvious disappointments about what Zach Goldsmith has done since he's been an MP here, Sarah Olney, who obviously knows every inch of the of the constituency as our as our candidate is also able to kind of build on on a, a kind of quite a long record of of, of of liberal democracy locally which which people recognize and he obviously is triggered it because of Heathrow but you're determined to make it all about Brexit no I think it's I think it's about all those things it's about Heathrow it's about Brexit it's about the local health um, system under under strain I, I tell you what I find a bit curious about his decision is it, it has a slight something slightly sort of self-absorbed and self-regarding about the whole thing, which is, well, I didn't get my way with my own party, so I'm going to sort of throw my toys out of the pram and flounce out and stand as an independent. And, of course, the fatal logic for Zach Goldsmith is if he failed, as he did, so spectacularly in persuading his own party, when he was a Conservative MP, to block Heathrow, what on earth is he going to do as a lone... Uh, as a lone voice as an independent about he's going to be even more irrelevant and, and I saw this myself when I was in government I mean in all the hours and hours and hours that I spoke to David Cameron and George Osborne when, I, when we set up the I was you know had a big hand in setting up the kind of terms of reference to the Howard Davies Commission and everything Zach Goldsmith's name didn't come up once uh, Boris Johnson's did they were worried about Boris Johnson's reactions so I just think that the problem for Zach Goldsmith is he's, he's made this great gesture slightly self-aggrandising gesture about this is all about me Mwah, 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 and about Heathrow. But actually, if you look at his record, he's just been spectacularly ineffective on Heathrow and will be even more ineffective if he were to be re-elected as a, as a, as a member of a party of, oh, one. Uh, on the subject of parties of one, UKIP have said that they're backing him. Yes. How, how do you think that plays out in a place like Richmond? Very badly. I, I think for those people who were originally attracted to Zach Goldsmith as a modern, tireless... Uh, green, slightly hip, faintly glamorous. Just describing yourself, Nick. You've not got a tie on. There was a tie. I never was... describe myself as faintly glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, he's always had this sort of sort of fake. You know, he's the sort of the, the mild glamour of a sort of minor royal. Uh, uh, um, and I think for those people, if you look, think back to how you know the sort of the kind of his demeanour then. I think people who supported him then. Many people support them. We'll just be gobsmacked. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Some years later, he is now Nigel Farage's preferred candidate. I mean, it shows quite how that early promise of being a progressive... Uh, mainstream modern candidate has actually subsided into failure on Heathrow and 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 a, and a very hard line approach to Europe that's not what people bargained for when Zach Goldsmith first came to this uh, to this neck of the woods uh, Labour said that they're going to stand a candidate here they haven't chosen it yet but do you think that they should look it's up to them uh, but you know in, in a constituency where you have a candidate in Zach Goldsmith who is nominally independent but is actually backed by the conservative establishment is backed by the brexit press and is now backed by ukip where there's clearly only only one alternative which is the liberal democrats you would have thought just for once in these exceptional circumstances these exceptional times with brexit which is now you know the biggest kind of earthquake to happen in modern british politics you would have thought that the labor party for once would put its tribalism aside and actually do what i think is not only the right thing for this area but could also have a uh, a profoundly positive effect on revitalising progressive politics more widely across Britain. And I think it's just, it's a shame that, that the powers that be in the Labour Party have once again placed tribalism above the national interest, particularly when there have been a number of uh, Labour MPs who've been making a cogent case why Labour on this occasion should not stand a candidate. And they've talked in the past about pacts and realigning the left and working with the Greens and the SNP. This is, a, this is an example of where they could do that and they've chosen not to. Yeah, look, my, my view is it shows quite how far Labour still needs to travel to understand what it's up against. Let's be clear, as long as the SNP is as dominant as it is north of the border, Labour can never win again on its own under the system we have. It is impossible. So the Labour Party have to understand that for them to wield power again in the future is to share power with others. Hello, good to see you. Is, is to share power. Um, and if they can't even in a by-election where they don't have any chance of winning show some pretty modest gesture towards cross-party cooperation on the progressive side of British politics, it doesn't bode well for the Labour Party more widely across the country. Zach Goldsmith, remind us just why you've triggered this by-election. Well, it, look, it's, it's simple, really. Um, I, I was elected twice on a manifesto pledge to trigger a by-election in the event that my party broke its promise on Heathrow expansion. And you've got to remember that, firstly, this is a massive issue for a very large number of my constituents. But equally, when David Cameron was still the opposition leader, he came to Richmond and he spoke to my constituents and he said, no ifs, no buts there will be no Heathrow expansion. And they loved that. It was music to their ears, but people are sceptical of political promises, so I followed it with my own. And it was a very clear promise. There was no wiggle room, no small print or expiry date or anything like that. So when 
my party, my former party, did make the decision that it made, the wrong decision, in my view, the profoundly wrong decision, I was obliged to honor my promise, and that's what I did. So we are now in a by-election, and I hope people will view it as an opportunity to send the government and Heathrow a message. One thing that was clear speaking to Lib Dems is they, they want to focus on Brexit and the fact that you supported Leave and something like three-quarters of people in Richmond voted to stay in the EU. Are you worried about that as a, as a tactic from your opponents? Well, I mean, wor- worried is the wrong term. I mean, you know, no one wants to in- inflict a by-election on their constituency or on themselves. It's not something I particularly wanted to do. Um, so issues, questions about risk and worry and so on don't really come into it. I had to keep my promise. I don't think there was any question about that. But I also don't think, and I'm not sensing from people in the public meetings that I'm doing, that people are wanting to view this as a, a rerun of the referendum campaign. We know exactly what people think about the EU because we've just had a referendum. It, ha- it has been raised in my public meetings, but more in response to what the Lib Dems have been saying. And I think a lot of people see it as cynical um, to turn what is very clearly a Heathrow-inspired uh, by-election into something different. And I understand why the Lib Dems would want to do that uh, for obvious reasons, but for me and for most of the people I'm talking to, the Heathrow decision by government is not a political opportunity. It is a, it's an outrage and it needs to be stopped. Um, and I think that's, that, that is, I, I believe that is what will define this by-election. I hope so. But realistically, whether you're elected or an anti-Heathrow Lib Dem MP is elected, the Heathrow decision is going to go ahead, isn't it? Well, I totally disagree with that. I'm, and and I'm, in a sense, there were two questions there. Uh, you're right, the Lib Dems oppose Heathrow expansion. I think all political parties in this area do. Um, but equally, there is no doubt that were I to be booted out or lose the big mandate that I got a year and a half ago in the election, Heathrow would herald that as a success. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, this is a Heathrow by-election. This is a Heathrow referendum. I think most people recognize that. Um, and a big mandate for me would send a very strong message to Heathrow. A weak mandate would send Heathrow the message that they want. So I I don't think there's any doubt in Heathrow's mind what outcome they're looking for in this election. Um, In terms of the the sort of final outcome, I I don't believe Heathrow is deliverable. I think a good campaign against Heathrow, one that is backed up by a whole range of legal activities, as you know, there are at least four councils currently preparing a case against Heathrow on air pollution grounds. There's another series of organizations taking on the government over the process by which they've reached this decision. And there are planning issues which are so complex as to put Heathrow into a category of its own. I don't believe that Heathrow can be delivered. Look, Tony Blair had a massive dictatorial uh, majority in Parliament, and he was unable to get it through. I don't believe it's possible, um, but obviously it does require a campaign. And you're obviously fighting this by-election campaign without the the Conservative Party machine behind you that you've had for the last two elections. How are you finding that out and about um, delivering well, your leaflets and knocking on doors? I'm starting and... from scratch. I, um, I didn't have an office until two days ago. Um, I don't have any of the data that these campaigns normally require. Um, but I've got no shortage of people. I've got uh, I mean, people from right across the flight path. I mean, there'll be a million people affected by the noise if Heathrow is expanded, and I'm getting support and offers and volunteers from right across. I mean, we had a, a you know, Green Party activist here yesterday. We've had a Labour councillor from another borough. We've had all kinds of people here from all different backgrounds and political persuasions. Um, I, the, the, the challenge for us is not attracting people to the campaign, it's managing it 
from a you know a, a, a ragtag office that's just been set up to make sure that we make you know take the take the opportunities presented. And are you concerned about the Lib Dems seem to be trying to make some hay with your campaign you ran for the London mayoralty, uh, which is seen by some people as being quite controversial, divisive. The Labour Party said in particular it was sort of dog whistle politics against Sadiq Khan. Are you are you are you happy to stand by the campaign that you ran? Well, I mean, if you look at the outcome here, obviously I, I disagree with the premise of, of what you've just said, but if you look at the outcome here, I mean, it was a bigger turnout and a bigger green light for my mayoral campaign in this area, this part of London, than any previous mayoral campaigns. Um, it, it was, a, I mean, an overwhelming thumbs up, um, as there was in the general election before on the back of my record. Uh, my campaign, uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, a, a politically relevant, and I, obviously I don't agree with it either. You're happy with the way the, the campaign panned out? No, clearly the, the, not. Sort of the tone of it, no, but the, not the, not the outcome, but the tone of it, and the the focus uh, I mean, on clearly, trying clearly to paint I mean, I, you, you Sadiq Khan as a sort of extremist. Uh, every aspect of the discussion around a, a, a campaign of that. But sport. you can control that. You can I control what you point, say. I, Sorry, go ahead. You can control what you say, and uh, you you focus quite a lot on Sadiq Khan. I certainly don't. I don't regret anything that I said. Okay. I regret the fact that after you know an enormous amount of campaigning, twenty hours a day for best part of a year, uh, putting together a, what I think was a brilliant manifesto. I'm still very proud of it. I, I encourage the current mayor to make as much use of it as possible. I regret the fact that it didn't work. That I didn't. That I wasn't elected. That I was not able to do the things that I wanted to do. But I, could, and I don't regret things that I said because I, I don't believe I said anything that was wrong. And just finally, is, it, is that you done now with the Tory party? Will you be a, an independent forever? I, I look, I'm, for, I'm, I'm standing as an independent. If I'm elected, I'll be elected as an independent and I'll be an independent MP for the full term. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not wise to talk about the future, because who knows? But it's, it's uh, who knows whether I'll be in politics in the future. But my campaign now is to stand as an independent to put as much pressure as possible on government on this issue and to win the campaign. Zach Goldsmith, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So it seems quite clear, Zach Goldsmith wants to make this a referendum all about Heathrow. The Lib Dems want to make it a referendum all about Brexit. Certainly the people I spoke to in Richmond seem a bit nonplussed about the whole thing. The important thing to remember is the Lib Dems are getting a lot of publicity for the, their enthusiasm for the fight that they're, they're mounting in Richmond. They are 23,000 votes behind Zach Goldsmith based on the general election campaign last year. That's a huge mountain for them to overcome. But as Zach was just explaining, there's a big problem for him in that he doesn't have the Tory machine behind him. Still a long way to go. The vote happens on December the 1st. The Greens and the Labour Party haven't even selected their candidate yet. As always, you can follow what's happening in the by-election and politics generally by signing up to my morning email briefing at thetimes.co.uk forward slash redbox email. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment on iTunes if you could. But for now, for me, Matt Jolly, it's goodbye. Thank you for downloading. To discover more, head to thetimes.co.uk.